0: Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends, no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PG's cast. I'm your host, Pierce. Alongside my good pal Dylan. Just uh Dylan today, us tall kings going at it. Um <laughs> so before we get into any hockey news, we have to put a memoriam for the 2021 Cincinnati Bengals. Such a disappointing loss at the Super Bowl. I was heartbroken. They were they were <laughs> they were up, but in the final minute, of course, they called those penalties and then they get it done, and my cat is also very disappointed.
1: She's voicing, her he's great, right.
0: yeah. She's it's, disappointed that her bangles lost as
1: well. So, um, it, it's so funny. I, uh, quick side note, uh, every time my brother listens to these shows and the cat meows, he thinks there's a cat in his like, he thinks one of his cats got in oh, or something. Yeah. He's like, Where the hell is Karen? Hold on, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a tough loss to say the least. Like, it was a like I said, it was a very back-and-forth game, and I don't like that injuries kind of took a huge toll. Like, OBJ towards ACL second quarter, Yeah, that was brutal because he was doing so well before that. At Stafford and Burrow got banged up at one point. They both played through it. Uh, it, it was just a really good game all around, honestly. Uh, the, the play calling was a bit questionable for Cincinnati in the second half. Um, I wouldn't have given it to P. Ryan on third and one when I have Joe Mixon, and uh, – I. I feel like I, like we talked about it time and time again, like the stars were going to make a difference in this game and the Ram stars just played better than the Bengals stars at the end of the day. I mean, Aaron Donald took that game over in the second half, like after Stafford threw that interception, like right after the Bengals got that 75 yard touchdown, I I was like, all right, this game could come off the rails super fast. And then third down Aaron Donald gets that sack, holds him to three. Whole game changes from there. And it was, I guess it was just a game of momentum swings at the end of the day. And it was, Shit. I'm just glad it wasn't a bad Super Bowl because there was was a little bit of everything in it, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. the Rams had great play calling. I know everyone was like, I don't know why they're running the ball so much. And it's because the first time Sean McVay was in the Super Bowl, he went away from the run so fast and became so one-dimensional that it just became easy to cover. But if you keep that in the back of your mind that they might run the ball, it keeps those linebackers to hesitate for a second. And Stafford was just – Stafford was manipulating that secondary in every way possible on Sunday. And I was very impressed. Like the no-look pass to Cooper Cup on third down was insane. The fourth down conversion to Cooper Cup was insane. Cooper Cup would like he deserved, like I guess he deserved MVP. He he had the best season a wide receivers ever had in football, like regular season and playoff. But um, I still think Aaron Donald deserved MVP. Most valuable player if they don't win that game if Aaron Donald's not in that D line. He, no, he was, was great. The Bengals' whole game plan was they weren't going to have seven-step dropbacks or anything. They couldn't. They couldn't have more than three seconds in the pocket. Burrow was getting rid of the ball fast, and I saw him get rid of it all year. And that negated how they like to run their offense, which is an offense that is known for its big plays and whatnot. I mean, obviously, they had two giant throws, and besides that, it was pretty mundane, I'd say. So, I mean, hats off to that Rams team. They're extremely good, and uh, I – I mean, I, I'd like to say the Bengals could be back here, but listen, if Joe Burrow gets sacked 70 times a season, he's not making it. It's as simple as that. It'll be Andrew Luck by the time he's 30 and retires due to injuries. And I just don't want to see a talent that go get wasted because the front office res- refuses to put the O-line talent around him because yeah, he was just he getting murdered more in the second yeah, half.
0: help, definitely. Um Well, cool. yeah, it's not, like a, it, it's not like – it's not like – uh like the Rams won it's like they're the evil empire But like it was nice to see like it's not like New England winning again with like Tom Brady it's just like all oh, them again it's like you got to see Matt Stafford win again Aaron Dahl back like that was so cool to see them win so even though Jerry I did one Cincinnati win it would have been nice to see Joey Burrow win but it was Robinson. nice to see the Rams win and all those players win
1: if there was one way the Rams are going to lo- or win, I'm glad it's the way they did because it was involved Eli Apple becoming first. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole world has been clowning this idiot, and he deserves it. And like the guy doesn't have the balls to start tweeting again, but he's on Twitter liking stuff that like is defending him, and I'm just like, you are just the saddest human being. If you're gonna talk. <laughs> if you're gonna like. Pump your chest out and talk like that for three weeks. You better fucking speak up to the mic when you it lose. Yeah. It's the same thing I said to Cam Newton. He lost in the Super Bowl a couple of years. He was yeah. talking all that shit all year. And I was fine with it because they were 15-1 and one and they were winning. But when you lose, you got to step up to the podium. And, like, mm-hmm. I'll give people, like, Burrow credit because, like, he had a lot of swagger and he could have easily just not done any of the post-game interviews or just half-assed them. But he, you know, went all out and did everything. So, you know. So sign of professionalism, but I mean, I hope Eli Apple's saying I'm miserable right now. That's all I have to say. And then he'll be like, oh, we got all this money. And it's like, yeah, well, you have no ranks. So no ranks uh, that's all you'll be remembered for is a meme stinking in the draft, tearing your ACL after talking shit. And then uh, I guess just being a laughable meme for the rest of the off season. Like looks good on you, bud. Looks good on you.
0: All right, so. I will say this, though, that the Bengals will be my, be my team going forward. So um, I'm there looking forward to, to cheering on them in the, the coming years and hopefully knowing more, more about the game of football. And, again, like it was a great game. It wasn't like a blowout or anything.
1: Trust me, this is the year to get into football, Pierce. There mm-hmm. were so many competitive games, like all season. Like the first game of the season between the Cowboys and the Bucs had on a game-winning field goal. Like, every, like this was one of the most competitive years of football I've seen in a long time. Oh, the like, playoffs
0: were so dramatic and so close and competitive. Yeah, yeah. Like that was and like, like the upsets, the
1: dude. Cause like usually the last five years in the playoffs, it's basically, just like, all right, since like 2014, it's been like the one or the two seeds just go at it. But the last couple of years it's been, you know, teams are starting like the Bucks won as a five seed last, yep. last year. The Rams just won as a four seed. The Bengals were a four seed. Like anything can happen now. And I feel like that's, very good for this league and like i know the nhl always likes to joke about parody now nah, the nfl's got parity right now yeah because there's at least mm-hmm. half the league with a competitive quarterback or at least something that can make them competitive
0: <laughs> all righty uh i think that's it for now um so we're gonna transition into hockey uh the first thing we got up here is the tyler to trade the huge uh big domino to fall before the trade deadline it seems like every year there's a trade maybe like a month out or a few weeks mm-hmm. in advance of the trade deadline that kind of sets things off. And this year, it's definitely that. Um, so Calgary so, acquires Tyler side Toffoli side. and then Montreal gets a first round pick this year, a fifth round pick, I think in 2023 or 2024, one of those years, one of those made up years that aren't real yet. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Tyler Pitlick I believe to balance out the salaries and then they acquired Emil Heineman as the prospect which is funny because that's the second time he's been traded first the Sam Bennett trade mm-hmm. and now this trade um so Montreal obviously they're rebuilding like this is there's rumors that Ben Chiraut might have been a part of that deal but he's on the IR right now but this is not going to be definitely not going to be the last move they make and specifically no. not the last move they make with like players with terms like you could see other players with term move that obviously they're going to move out their UFAs but it wouldn't surprise me if they try to look at like a move someone like Mike Hoffman because Jeff yeah it's Jeff Petrie as well
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and I, yeah, I, you I love the trade yeah I just like we I feel like we talked about it a couple shows ago that's a fully should be a piece they look to move because that's a guy who had 30 goals in a shortened season last year. He proves he could play in the playoffs, uh, you know, skating motion be damned because I saw so many people complaining about how the holly guy skates. I'm like, it doesn't matter how you Did you skate, not
0: see you his goal like last night that he scored? Seriously. The where dude's he's like, like on, one on one leg. Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. Scores in his first game for Calgary. Like yeah, it's already can't.
0: paying dividends for Calgary.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's a Daryl Sutter guy. Like that mm-hmm. one won cup a couple of them in
0: 2014.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, a lot of former teammates on that team that he has chemistry. Yeah, with. the That's, former
0: Canucks. It's like I think it's him. They almost uh, had to pull that string. Yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez, but um, I like this is just a great move for Calgary in my opinion, and I love that they top ten protected the pick too. Like Brad Living's not going to like throw all of his eggs in the this year. Away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly um he he realizes that something crazy could still happen but I love the idea that he's going for it and he's getting someone that's going to be here after this year because if you yeah. give up that because basically if you look at it they gave up a first a second a fourth and a fifth because mm-hmm. Heinemann was like what a 20-20 second I think yeah so he's super young I they gave up a lot for a very good asset that's on a really good deal for I think two more years if I'm correct
0: yeah so. after I think yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love the trade, honestly. And I love it from Montreal's perspective, too. Like, they know what this season is. It's a wash. The draft is in Montreal this year. You might as well get all the prospects you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, and draft picks.
1: What else are you going to do? I wouldn't let these assets just keep getting worse on your team as the team is in front of them. is not good. I mean, shoot. How many – so they got two first-round picks now because they give one of them the – arizona yeah you can easily probably get one or two more if you actually move some assets i'm looking at ptrishnado
0: vorak is another another yep. guy that or less artillery gets that yeah. first round
1: pick that That's everyone true. thinks he's yeah. gonna get but um <laughs> I, they got so many pieces they can move it if this is the starting point i'm very interested to see what comes next for uh it's ken hughes right the gm yeah using in the gang so it, great first move on his part personally I yeah
0: like i I feel like with trades we're always trying to look for the winner and the loser of the trade. I think Pretty this is just a fair I think this is just a fair trade for both sides because obviously Montreal, you get a first round pick and you get Emil Heineman who it's kind of magic beans at this point. Emil Heineman, you probably have a better idea. I think he has ten goals in the Swedish league right now, which is not bad for someone who's like twenty years old. I think. Or however I was talking old to a
1: Panthers fan about Heinemann, like when he got drafted, and he yeah. was saying that's like he he seemed like a project player when they drafted him. So like mm-hmm. he might be a guy that's like two more years out, but yeah, the skills there. So
0: yeah, but Montreal just, can take their take their time well, with him. Like definitely. they don't have to rush them. So yeah, and they I'll get a do first what you're round doing with right. please. Yeah. and they do have a and they got another first round pick i don't know where calgary's gonna finish i imagine it's gonna be in the 20s so you get like a a pick in the 20s and then you get a a prospect who might take a couple years but could be something like a middle six guy i don't think that's a rebuilding team yeah that's what you do like just gather as many assets as you can um like young pieces and Calgary they get they get again you get the cost certainty you get the term you get a player that knows Daryl Sutter system and can bring offense to that Calgary team and again he already showed it by getting a nice goal last night so I do think it's a I think it's a fair tra- trade for both teams obviously if like Calgary goes out and goes on a deep playoff run and somehow wins the cup, then obviously I, th- I think they won that trade like it's always the thing with like the Antoine Vermette trade. You gave up a first round pick for him, but you won the, the cup. You matter. always win the cup or you always win the trade if you win the cup. The Lightning
1: gave it. up two firsts for Barkley Goodrill yeah. and Blake Coleman. Guess what? They won back to back cups. Doesn't matter. They like, are it's the winners. just the way it is.
0: They could draft the next Gretzky, like whoever doesn't got matter. those picks. It doesn't matter because the cup, the, cup like the comes all. The
1: number one trade I always think about with that, because like there's two sides of the coin, obviously. Like there's the Eric Carlson trade where literally every single prospect has hit for Ottawa so far on that yeah. trade. And then you have a trade like um, fuck I just had the trade on my mind and it slipped and now I'm upset. <laughs> Never mind. Oh my god, it was such a good comparison too. Forget it. But
0: just let me know if it falls back yeah, good,
1: But my bad. All good. But
0: yeah, <laughs> fair, fair trade for both sides. I
1: oh think. yeah, dude. Like you it and I love how it's a market center too. You know what I mean? Because I know like everyone was going up in arms with Frank Serval. He said the thing about the return for Hegel. How they want like a really steep return for obvious reasons and i'm looking at Topoli, who's 29 right i think like yeah his,
0: 29 30 yeah. yeah he's
1: got two more years on his deal and he just got four assets mm-hmm. kyle davidson's not in the wrong at all wanting more assets for a guy who's 23 making a third of the money yeah like there's a reason they want the sun and the moon for brendan hagel that's all i'm gonna say because a team like that's a that's a guy you literally can fit in on any team in the league, and we'll see <laughs> we'll see if they do it. But I, I it, this trade was a market center. I really do think so because if that's how much you get for a player with term, I'm curious to see how much like Giroux going to go for if he ends up getting traded or like a. Um, I mean, shoot, if Sherrod's going to get a first, then what are we – all hell's going to break loose. Then, shit, I want a first for DeHaan then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I want the I want the David Samara deal, and that's like what every selling team is going to want for their UFA defenseman. So, mm-hmm. Tyler Toffoli is 29 years old. Uh, he has three years left at 4.25. Two, he'll have two years left after that, so that's perfectly reasonable for, oh, yeah, for the sure. Flames, especially for how he produces. And, again, just a guy that performs in the playoffs, obviously, knows Daryl Sutters, so –
1: and the Flames are, like – the Flames are one of those teams that quietly gets their contracts done surprisingly well. Like, obviously, they got a big one this summer with Goudreau. And
0: yeah, he's and, a Kachuk. He's a, yeah and, and Kachuk. He has, yeah. he has uh-huh. arbitration rights. That's going to be tough. And that's another angle you could look at it from. Like, they have to sign those big contracts this year. So, like, why this not go year. after Toffoli and, like, try to go at it? Because specifically, that Pacific division is so weak. Like, other than other than Vegas – uh, like, none, like none of those teams team. fear me and Ooh, vegas yeah. obviously like i didn't even put that in the notes but vegas they had to put stone on on long-term injury reserve they might have to do the same with leonard they have jack eichel coming back
1: but they wanted to but remember they had that dumb rumor about wanting to strip a flurry to where kelly McKerman had to shut it down immediately oh it's 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 true i believe it's oh, true. it's because... so true and i bet he called <laughs> kyle davidson and kyle's like bye by the yeah way, like uh, one thing with Vegas that's crazy is like they have to move someone, right? Mm-hmm. They, like there's a move coming, and they extended oh, yeah. McNabb, and I thought he was going to be the guy to move. I like they're going to have to dump off or something. You have to think, right? Because yeah. they, they they physically can't fit everyone another, like, under the cap when they're healthy. And like I guess like count your blessings that Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty have been like on IR and off IR all year. Take it from someone who has both of them in fantasy. I would know. Um, <laughs> Like, I'm very curious to see what happens. Like, obviously, LTIR for Stone, that's, what, 10 games probably. So, he'll be back in a month. Yeah. Um, they, okay. Like, are they just trying to tamper their way to the playoffs real quick? Oh, the, just, 100%. They're just they're trying right. to walk the tightrope and just make sure they yeah. get in?
0: Like, and they're a good enough team where they can do that, especially the enough dude, division.
1: Their third line is literally their top line from three years ago. It mm. makes no sense. It's literally their third line, if everyone's healthy, is going to be Marcia Show, Carlson, Smith. It's not fair. It's not fair. They <laughs> like, can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> and then they're going to bring on Brennan Bersant for the playoff run. It's going to be epic. Oh yeah. my god, that's right. Or they'll trade it to the Blackhawks for Eric Gustafson. Hell
0: yeah. I like your thinking there. <laughs> um, but no, like... I as much as I hate the NHL for like letting this be a thing with what Tampa did last year, hell, even Chicago in 2015. And like, at least pr- I appreciate like the, that like teams just don't give a shit. They're going to, if they can do that, they can do that. So I appreciate teams trying to win
1: and exploiting that. And saying oh my God, I just remember the stupid comparison I was going to make. When I was talking about, so I was talking about like how like the prospects can all work on a trade, right? For like Eric Carlson, Ottawa, all the prospects work. It's the exact opposite for the Ryan McDonough trade for Tampa. Tampa traded Brett Howden, Libor Hayek, and two firsts. Hey, Brett Howden beat.
0: is doing good in Vegas, apparently. In
1: Vegas, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of those first-round picks is, like, Nils Lundquist, who's, like, been okay, I guess, as a rookie. But, like, it's a bunch of magic beans at the end of the day. You yeah. know what I mean? And they got Ryan McDonough, signed him to an eight-year deal on a really good eight-year deal, actually. And he is, like, I would argue Ryan McDonough is probably the most important piece on that Tampa team at times. Because if, like, when Hedman's not 100% or like Circus just like, he's their rock on defense. So, like,
0: put it this way they won back to back cups with him.
1: Yeah. And you <laughs> could argue he was the better defenseman the last year, not this year, obviously. Hedman's back to his, you know, Globetrotter status as a defenseman. But, um, yeah, I, that, that was the thing I thought of when you like when you look at all these trades, it's like, yeah, it could obviously work for the person who gets the actual player or it could work for the magic beans. Yeah, that's what that.
0: draft picks and prospects are basically magic beans, unless it's like a top five pick and like a high end prospect. Um. So, we're, so, yeah, we kind of talked about like what could potentially happen at the trade deadline, like, um. You you briefly mentioned Giroux like Montreal is going to make a bunch of sales. like Vegas has to they have move to one of move. their guys like how, how do they not how are they going to stay calf compliant if, they not, right? if they're right like,
1: I don't understand how that's even possible and I would think you got to think Colorado's going to make a move got to think Tampa's mm-hmm. going to bounce their way in you know Boston's going to Boston or Pittsburgh's going to get Giroux somehow everyone's <laughs> going to crap themselves uh, Toronto's going to make a move because they always do. Um, you got to think Anaheim's going to make a bunch of moves because they got a bunch of
0: interesting because they have uh, I think Lindholm and Manson are UFAs and they haven't and Raquel, yeah, Raquel as well.
1: Uh, It'd be interesting
0: how that plays out. They're still
1: in the hunt, so like mm -hmm. you could make that argument, but they are a lower market team where you can't afford to lose out on assets. So, do you do the all in Columbus thing where you double down, Mm. or do you? you know, count your, do what St. Louis did a couple of years ago where, yeah, you're in a playoff spot, but you know, we got to get rid of Kevin Chet and Kirk and just go get a first round pick and Zach Sanford, you know?
0: I like I like that Columbus idea, like of just doubling down because again Pacific Division. Just go get Giroux. Oh yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> go get Giroux
1: and Zgris. So and yeah, and they have and
0: they like they have enough prospects. Like you got oh, Zegris, yeah. you got Drysdale. They have Mason McTavish. Who... You could
1: pull it off arguably without even trading your first, if yeah. you really wanted to, because they have so many prospects that like maybe you aren't high on anymore, but there are other people that could be high. On. Like you got to think Max Combswal would be involved in a trade like that because he yeah. hasn't really been a factor on the team this year and it's like one of those pieces where you're not going to lose a lot if you lose i guess you are going to lose a lot if you lose. It's a young player but you know what i mean like if you're gonna go for it you have the like you said you have the options to go for it if you want yeah. to so, I think Anaheim's like, the biggest question mark right now. And also LA, too. Like, LA's been sniffing LA. around, I like, think, I think, and stuff. Yeah, like, I
0: think yeah. they want to buy it, and I think they're in a better position than Anaheimers. LA also has, like, a shit ton of prospects. So. so
1: many, dude. Like, they're flooding. Like, they could go ship off Kapari and Thomas and not skip a beat. Yeah. Or it, they could ship off Turcotte and not skip a beat, in theory. Like, oh they, God, yeah. they have so many prospects. It's insane. And I feel like that's what's going to make this deadline interesting. Because, like, you could have teams that just – you wouldn't expect to, you know, make a move. They they got enough capital to where it's like, you know, we can, you know, take a flyer. But then you have teams like Washington where they're so cap-strapped and they're so prospect-thin. They – I don't know how they make a move. I really don't. Unless oh, they get that someone meant, to take salary back.
0: Yeah, that man. The trade last year. Ooh. I mean, it's it didn't really work for bad. either
1: team. Shit, Rana hasn't played this year. But, yeah. like, oh, man, it's just – you want to see Oveshian get another crack at it, right? And it's mm-hmm. just like you could see that they're – like when they're healthy – because that's a big thing with Washington this year. Washington's been banged up all year. Like I think TJ Oshie's played five games in a row once this year before he got hurt. <laughs> it's bad, dude. Like when they're healthy, they're good, but they're not healthy right now, and the goaltending is suspect. Yeah, I was going to say they're not getting consistent goaltending. Oh, they're not. And you ask a capitalist friend, they would be like, yeah, but Sam Sonoff. And it's like Sam Sonoff can't start 60 games. I don't know how many times I have to keep telling you all that. I don't know how mm. many times I have to keep telling Cavs fans. Ilya Samsonov is not a 60-game starter. No, He's how many a 40-game starter, 60 which is starters. absolutely fine. But you need to go get a 1B. And, like, shit, go get Brayden hope in Dallas if yeah. you really need a goalie. Like, oh, my God. Like, look what Jake Ottinger did last night. They don't need another goalie. And they have Hudobin, too. Like, there's options, and they just won't look at him. Like, I don't know. Their GM needs to get created, in my opinion, if you really want to make the playoffs. Because if you don't, they will fall out. They will fall out, in my opinion.
0: Maybe not fall out, but another first round exit where
1: they. I don't know, played. man. They're hanging on the edge of the wild card right now. Are so they? I'm pretty are sure they're there? a wild card team as we're speaking.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they? I know
1: Pittsburgh's better than them, and I know the Islanders are coming up the wing real fast. No one's talking about that.
0: Well, so mm-hmm. let's, let's take a look-see here. So. Yeah, Washington is in a playoff spot, uh, or a wild card spot. Blah, I cannot talk. But uh, the good thing is they're 13 points ahead of the next place team, Detroit. So. They're
1: literally the New York Rangers from, like, five years ago, and that's the worst Phillies you could possibly be in, in my opinion.
0: You're too gotta... good to
1: suck, and you're not good enough. Okay, but also, like, look at the games in hand with half these teams. The Islanders have eight games in hand. Yeah, trust me, that's, that, that's going to change real quick. That's gonna change real fucking quick. I'm pretty sure the Islanders did lose to Buffalo last night. So hey, listen, when you start as bad as the Islanders did, that doesn't matter, honestly. Mm. But no, like, I'm just way, saying, Pierce. Like, look at the games yeah. in hand on everyone below Washington, except Detroit. It is very possible they get bounced if right. they keep their little skin going. And yeah, they beat Nashville. Like this thing of Washington, bro. We talked like, like I just said, they're like the Rangers. They're too bad to suck, so they're never gonna go on that giant losing streak. It's just, they're just going to be mediocre and like, cool. Mediocre. the Minnesota wild God. with Alex Ovechkin. Like that's so good. Oh wait, that's actually just the Capitals every year except 2018. (laughs) Sorry.
0: Yeah, they're gonna draw one of Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay in the first draft. They're gonna fucking smoked
1: by Tampa. Oh my god, they're gonna get smoked by Tampa. They'll get smoked by Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh will outgrid grit them. They'll get smoked by Carolina. They'll get the only team I think they stand a chance against is the Rangers, and it's just because of veteran experience. That's it. Or Toronto. That's literally it. Toronto. (laughs) It's literally it. Fuck Toronto. They're not even gonna play Toronto. Toronto's. (sighs) Oh. Toronto can have fun playing Florida in round one and getting yeah, Florida or yeah Anton Jeez. And that's another team that's probably going to go for it, even though they already are stacked up the bridges. Like, they're talking about trading Owen Tippett for a piece. Like, if you're going to trade Owen Tippett, who the hell are you bringing in? <laughs> like, <laughs> they get Giroux. <laughs> oh, I half retained. Apparently,
0: like, Drew made it known, like, he wants to be traded, and like, Colorado's a popular destination. Apparently, Minnesota was, but then I, th- I think I saw Michael Russo saying that they're they're that they're not interested in him, at least not right now, and sure St. Louis, no thanks. I don't want him to go to St. Louis. Like, go to Colorado, man. That's probably your best chance at winning a cup, because Col- I, I saw that Colorado lost their first game in regulation last night to Dallas, and only because they got goalied for the first time in two months. Like... <laughs> And albeit like there's there's a lot of games missed because of COVID stuff, but so that's so impressive. Like two months without a
1: regulation loss. Colorado's a wagon. Like this yeah. it I guess the thing with the league this year is it's super top heavy. Like they there's like eight teams that are just gonna be world beater status, so then everyone else is just kind of there. It's kind of how I look at the uh, the standings right now. Like you got you got your Tampa's, your Colorados, your Carolinas, your Floridas. And then you got like that second tier of like Toronto and New York, the Rangers and stuff. And then it's just, you're not doing anything after that, I think. And even the second tier, I don't think you're doing anything. Like it's, this is going to be one of those years where it comes down to who, unless someone goes in piping hot into the playoffs on a wagon, it's going to be one of those top teams going at it in the cup. I think there's just no way. There's no way these teams, Tampa's struggling and they're still in second. I'm pretty sure. Like, come on, man, come on! Yeah, it's a joke. (laughs) Like, there's just way too many good teams right now. Like, I'm looking at like the games tonight. There's four different teams with at least 28 wins, or no, 30 wins. And then there's five with at least 28, almost six if you count Calgary. It's so top heavy, bro. It's so top heavy. It's crazy. I
0: want to. I want to see a Vegas Colorado Conference Final.
1: I just want to see Vegas and Colorado tonight when they're healthy. Fuck. Like, jeez. You're going to see Jack Eichel with fucking Brett Howden on his wing No one Patrick. And
0: Nolan Patrick. <laughs> and Nolan Patrick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, Keegan Cole, sorry. Get him right. Keegan sorry. <laughs> my boy. Um, but, Yeah. It should be terrible. The deadline's going to be a hoot, and we're going to be live-streaming it, and it's going to be hilarious. How
0: fun.
1: And the Blackhawks <laughs> are going to trade a bunch of people for nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, conditional seventh for Eric Gustafson, just I think Montreal traded for him last year.
1: Can't wait. Can't wait.
0: All right, so I just want to talk a bit about the Blackhawks just in general. They won last night against uh Winnipeg. Or was that the night before? I can't keep track. Monday night. Monday night, yeah. It's Wednesday today. At oh, time is a flat circle and does not exist. Monday in hockey
1: day. at its finest on Monday night.
0: But yeah, they beat Winnipeg, and I remember we were talking about like how there's like kind of this threshold of how well the Blackhawks play against. Like they get they got destroyed by St. Louis, who's in a playoff spot. But then they beat Edmonton. They beat Edmonton before they fired their head coach. I think they're like three and zero since they they got their new coach in. So good for, Go for Edmonton, years. I guess. Um. Well, yeah. There's kind of this threshold where, like, if you're like right on the fringe, the black, like, the Blackhawks have a good chance. But like, if you're playing a team that's like in a divisional wild card spot, especially in the West, like they're they're not gonna have a good time. It's gonna be a bad time. Just wait till Sunday
1: when they play Florida.
0: Ooh, Yeah. Like. They play Columbus tomorrow. Like, I expect that to be at least a close game. I'm pretty is he sure. Soderblom so. starting? Yeah, Soderblom is starting, which is awesome be because cool. he's been great in the HL. I think he has like a 9.26% percentage, which is Light really up. damn good. He's, it's his first year in North America. So being able to make that transition that quick, that's. He's what, 23? Cool. Yeah, 23, 22. I think he turns 23 this summer. I could be wrong. Really um, tough. Yeah, then they play Dallas on. On Friday, like that could be a game where it'd be close, but I could also see it go badly because Dallas is kind of like right on the 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 fringe oh, of the J. playoffs. So. Like yeah, Saint <laughs> Cottinger makes like almost fifty saves against us. It's right it's gonna happen. But we won't even get 50 shots on huh? it. Come on, Pierce. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. We got a third Barely of that. get twenty-five. Yeah, we got a third of that against St. Louis. So um
1: <laughs> so bad, man. Holy shit. I will say one thing on that Alex the gold. Very nice on Monday. Ah, uh, yes. Just a nice little one on four, fucking high blocker action. Always, mm-hmm. love, always lovely. Yeah. Gotta get, gotta get at least one of those in a week. <laughs> it's like the only thing that's money in the bank with the Hawks. And Flurry making like five, ten bell saves a game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and Kirby, Kirby Doc was really good that game against Winnipeg. He's starting to heat up. And, I feel like a lot of times we've said that Kirby doc, Oh, he might be heating up now. He's got five points in his last five games now. And then he kind of goes on a drought where like, okay, what's, what's he doing here? And I really think the biggest thing with him is like not making him play face-offs because he's just not good at faceoffs, and like, in the future, I really do think he could be a good centerman if he gets his face-offs to like even like forty five percent, where you're not just getting murdered at the draw. And he has yeah. so many qual—like you saw the quotes from Connor Murphy—like he has all the qualities of a good centerman. It's just he needs to win the, needs to win the face Consistency
1: in faceoffs—that's yeah. all he needs—and he will be a fantastic player. And that's when I- he's on his a game, no one can stop him with the puck. It's just yeah. the way it is. He can have one on three, and he'll just carry him on his back and wait for DeBrincat to get open. Mm-hmm, which well, is you... like, I like that line. And honestly, they switched the lineup because Kugelik isn't doing a goddamn thing in the top no. six. So they put Hagelstrom and Kane again. But I like Entwistle in the top six. Entwistle's the kind of guy you need with to and it. Someone who's that energy guy who's going to get the puck. Like Slavin could work in that position too, I think, really well. Um, it's like the Dominic Cahoon spot back in the day. You know what I mean? Like you're fast, just get the puck to the others, and you'll get secondary assists left, right, and center. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he had, had two assists last night. I like the first goal where he drove to the net and then the second goal, he caused the turnover and got assist on both the plays. So we want to see more on that. I'm hoping he does play the wing for the rest of the year. Like obviously the tough thing is they don't have any center depth, but maybe once someone like Taves gets back, like they still don't have a timeline for him. I think uh, Tyler Johnson, they said that he might be back in like at the end of the month or at the or early February. So um. I wonder, like, if, if if they do get back in time, Kirby Doc will be put to the wing because I think that's what they did, and they said that they already want to experiment with that anyways, so. Been doing um, that from the
1: get-go. I, my dad and I have been talking about it for years. If, like, Doc's not going to work at center, throw him on Tate's wing when they're healthy. Yeah. I feel like that makes the most sense. Like, you put Doc on the right wing, you put the Brickett on the left wing, and put Tate at center or something. Or, like, honestly, when they used to put Strom at center on that line, it worked really well for a while. Like... Doc, you'd be a perfect right-winger on this team. And it's like, you know, obviously they can't do it because of their health right now. But No. I, something must have happened with that tapes thing. Because I remember last weekend on one of the broadcasts, they were saying, oh, oh, yeah, he's staying home for this road trip, and they'll hope he'll be ready the 17th. And the fact that there's no update on him going into, well, tomorrow's the 17th at this rate, uh, that does not lead well with concussions, in my opinion.
0: No. So. It just kind of feels like last year we don't know what's going on, and it doesn't sound good
1: nope and i will say it once and i will say it again i do not effing know how the concussion spotters let him play the rest of that game against yeah. the that is one of the worst things i've ever seen just everyone and their mother knew he was concussed on the ice
0: did you see um last night i think it was the rangers and bruins and like Shesterkin had to leave the ice with like 40 seconds in overtime because of the concussion spotters and he like slammed the stick against the boards
1: jack Edwards broadcast of that uh, I didn't.
0: I he didn't say that's that
1: what he gets for flopping. Oh, <laughs> <course>. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Jack Edwards is the ultimate heel of the show. Yeah. I don't I care think... how biased he is. He's such oh, a, he's
0: so entertaining.
1: He's such a homer, but it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> like they need guys. Like as much as I don't like listening to him with the Colorado guy, they get oh. really freaking funny sometimes. The Colorado dude's great lately. Yeah, he's been <laughs> sending the <to> Vegas baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. But like the bias just shows with those two announcers oh, so yeah. much. It's crazy.
0: And yeah, Kirby Duck, like it'd be nice, like yeah, if he goes to the wing, maybe he doesn't take all the faceoffs, but maybe he gets like a few face offs in there where he's not going like one for ten or whatever. Maybe he gets a few to kind of help him out, but not enough where he's like getting his confidence killed. And I think that's a that's a really big thing. So um I- if they get – if they, if you can get the – like, if you can get Tays back or even Johnson back, like, try to put him on Johnson the wing. would be huge. Yeah.
1: Honestly. Because you could put – yeah. Johnson – like, I don't think people realize how much, like, lineup flexibility Tyler Johnson gave this team, even though they stunk when he was in the lineup because, you know, that's because Jeremy Carlton, Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, the guy who's 55% on face-offs can play center and wing up and down three lines. And – that's really what this team needs right now, desperately. So, because they, they got a top six that's okay at best, and then their bottom six is two AHL lines. And that's nothing against the guys on those lines. It's just, until yeah, they score, dark. that's yeah. what you are. <laughs> that's just the way it is. But we'll just keep you know, we'll just keep scratching Kershaw and stuff, though. It's all right. Like, all right. Yeah, cool. I don't, I don't awesome.
0: understand that, but... Awesome. Right then. Um, like...
1: You saw, like, the Patrick Kane uh, trade rumors and stuff, but it was just, like, a quote that got taken out of context. Yeah, so, it
0: was It was basically, like, I remember this Jeff Merrick quote. It's, like, I think he was talking with, like, a high-level GM. It's, like, have you ever talked about, like, do you ever talk about trading for, like, high-end players like Sidney Crosby and, like, Alex Ovechkin? It's, like, yeah, all the time, but it never comes, like, true because, obviously, why would they want to move them? And that's kind of right. the same thing with uh, Patrick Kane. Like, I'm obviously, like- teams are going to be asking for him, but uh, – like he can he completely controls his destiny. 100 percent
1: And I don't think that's a trade that gets made in season if it
0: does. No, that's not something at all.
1: where they need an off season to talk to each other. That's like a
0: trade you make right before the draft. Like kind of like how yeah. Seth Jones, you got one year left on your contract coming into that up season, and you could potentially maybe get a top 10 or top 15 pick and a good prospect back. Hopefully, plus hopefully more, because it's Patrick Kane.
1: Dude, it's Patrick fucking Kane. You better yeah. get a King's ransom. That's all I'm going to say. And, like, I love when everyone's like, door graphs, and I'm just like, Patrick Kane's graphs were ass when he had 110 points in one MVP, MB- or 106 yeah. points in one MVP. The fuck do you want? Like, honestly. graphs don't
0: tell the story. You're not, Patrick you're Kane. not. No, yeah. I feel like he's just too good. Like, uh, He's an
1: enigma. He's an enigma yeah. to the fucking analytics because he doesn't play defense. And he doesn't get high quality chances because literally it doesn't look like he's going to do anything with the puck half the time. And it ends up in the back of the net. Like I saw someone say he's got one of the best like like mystery box shots in the league because he could shoot that thing from any point he wants. And it's like (laughs) like everyone likes to say Patrick Kane's ass, but go look at all the NHL interviews and just go see how other players praise Patrick Kane.
0: Did you see and, did you mm-hmm. see the, the that tweet about Mitch Marner? He's like, he has more, yeah, it took him less point like uh less games to get to four hundred points. And you know what? He can play defense like Patrick Kane. And, and guess like, what? Okay. Patrick Kane had two Stanley Cups by the time he was Mitch yeah, Marners. And age. he actually goes to the net and
1: performs in the playoffs. <laughs> God, it's crazy. Patrick Kane act Oh, uh, Patrick Kane had more goals in the bubble than Mitch Marner did in the last five years. I, boy, I, I can specifically
0: that. remember game five against Boston. Both of the goals you scored in that right game, in he went right to the net.
1: Backdoor. Yeah. Yeah. One was just an insane tip yeah. on the backdoor. I remember that. And then... It- Freaking Dave Bowen with the Empty Night go figure. But, um, <laughs> God, I, I, God, I love Leafs fans comparing Mitch Marner to Patrick Kane. Because Mitch Marner will never fucking be Patrick Kane. He will no. never be Patrick Kane. I don't care how good he is. He will never be Patrick Kane. And you want to know why? Because guess what Patrick like you said, guess where Patrick Kane made his fucking name in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah. Mitch Marner's fucking Mickey Mouse kryptonite. Until, until, until he can prove it, like, you can't really make that comparison. I want Mitch Marner to go on a run like Kane did in 2010 with like Taves. Like I want to see, get 30 points in a playoff run. And then maybe you'll gain my respect. Sorry. Right. Like until then, like, go, oh, cool. Put up a hundred points a season in the regular season. You know who else did that all the fucking time? Claude Giroux. Look where that got hit. I don't know. Just saying like, cool. Put up a bunch of empty calorie points. Still can't score on the power play. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, but he kills penalties. Yeah. I, Delay I game, know. shorthanded, fucking idiot. You Looks good. You literally, you literally had the
0: like the face of hockey, Wayne Gretzky. Be like, oh Ryan Reeves, that's a lot, the last time you scored two goals. Oh, that's the last time. Mitch <laughs> Marner scored a powerful goal. That will never not
1: kill me. And like, I feel bad for Mitch because he doesn't talk at, like at, at all in the media. Yeah. But like, holy shit, that fan base. It's doesn't more.
0: Talk uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's not Marner. It's more the conversation around him, like the media, the
1: media and fans. Like, my favorite's the whole like, oh, Patrick Kane's only scored 30 goals three times. And it's like, okay, go look at his 50 assist seasons. Go look yeah. at his 60 assist seasons. Go look at his 80 assist seasons. Remember, like, come remember, on. Yeah, but
0: remember, how I, was, I was like a, ra- a running gag on the Steve Dangle podcast a few years back. It's like, oh, he he's got only 240 one, Yeah. <laughs> he's only
1: one goal, like, goal away from being a <laughs> top 100 NHL player. Uh, it's, it's so, so funny because, like, at least, like, what we've seen with, like, that generation of great players, like Ovechkin, Crosby, Kane, they all got better with age, which is crazy to think about sometimes. They're the goats. Like, it's insane. Like, Sidney Crosby, like, I, did you see – 500 goals, by the, the way. Yeah. 500 goals for Sidney Crosby. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Should have already had, like, 600 play. Like, I saw someone say, like, seeing Crosby get 500 is great until you realize Ovechkin got 500 six years ago.
0: Six years ago? Wow. <laughs> It's been that, that kid's long ago. Not real bad. And it's he's and real. he's and he's got what like 200, almost 20. got like seven something now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so
1: stupid.
0: I'm pretty sure he's like behind Yager now for like six. Oh my god, he's ridiculous. so good. Yeah, he's
1: so good. He's so good. It's insane. And then people are then like, yeah, like 16 1630
0: okay. goal seasons.
1: I saw that too. He's never had below 30 goals in the season, ever. Bad.
0: Even ever. in in the lockout, like the shortened years, yep. he's never had
1: oh, that's oh crazy. wait, until last year. Last year he had 20-something. Fuck. Mm. that straight bro. Uh, but still hurt. that's so impressive mm-hmm. though but he still had like 28 so it doesn't fucking matter <laughs> like, yeah. and he's like oh darn i'll just go score 32 this year and like 50 something mm-hmm. so far and literally be in the heart conversation as a 36 year old like oh my god <laughs> i was like i remember
0: i think the year the caps won the cup he finished the year with 49 it's like oh fuck he didn't hit 50 but hey do he, but he, to he to
1: gotta go yeah. i remember that too because he, he scored two against the doubles that night and that the Devils didn't pull their goalie down by two. Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. <laughs> they were being
1: really jerks. They were like, we are not letting that happen. I was like, what a bunch of trolls. What a bunch of trolls. John Hyne, just the biggest Bro, troll. I remember you know? that game now. Oh, my God. And like, and there were so I think there was like a bunch of Caps fans there because it was at New Jersey. And you could just hear the booing <laughs> in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that was funny. But like, yeah, this like that that generation of players is still the fact that they're still doing it is insane. At the level they're doing it too, like shit. Like we like to say, Kane's like you know washed and everything. Dude's still over a point a game. <laughs> He's still gonna get like sixty assists this season. He had fifty five last year, which is fucking hilarious to think about. <laughs> she goes. But, yeah. Um,
0: breaking news, the Toronto Maple Leafs have claimed Adam Brooks on waivers from Vegas. <laughs> Do
1: cannot live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to Back me. To me. <laughs> Back to the Marlies. <laughs> uh, like, I think he's got to go
0: through waivers again if he wants to go to the Marlies. So. I don't even know where Adam Brooks fits in that lineup. I have no idea either. They must have an injury.
1: Send Justin Hall to the moon, please.
0: Or, give him, ruin- or give him to Chicago and will take your first-round pick, Nicaragua. <laughs> so we're back. My computer crashed again, but I think that's a sign to kind of wrap things up. So we're going to talk about the Olympics first, the men's side. Um so the United States lost to Slovakia in a shootout, which by the way, shootouts are stupid. It's the most dumbest way No one likes skills competitions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I can at least rationalize if it's in the round robin cuz it's a round robin game, we're but not in the medal round. Yeah, when it's a do or die game, medal round, no. Like that's Come on. That sucks, man. And I mean, congrats to Slovakia, but it, it would've been nice to. And like, it was ten minute overtime. Like, at least make like twenty minute overtime. Like, there's better things they could have done, but whatever. And uh, Canada lost to Sweden two to nothing. And uh, Blackhawks legend Lucas Walmark, I think, got the first goal, and then Anton Lander, remember him? He got you the and It was two nothing. And that's what Canada gets for not having Jeremy Colleton coach and Claude Ju. What do we tell them, man? We tried to warn them. <laughs> and they started Matt Tompkins, uh, Rockford Ice House Legend. It wasn't his fault, but the fact they didn't even start. They have getting, to uh, yeah, man. Not that it really would have made a difference, but no. But at least it would be nice to see someone else win uh, a medal and maybe go for gold. I think Russia, I forget what the matchups are right now. But I think it's Finland, Slovakia, Sweden, and Russia. So it will be nice to maybe see a different team. Win. Well, obviously, other than Russia, but mm-hmm. man, if Slovakia could get a medal, that would be so cool. Because right. I think, yeah, Yuri Slavkovsky, who's supposed to go in the draft this year, he was had a goal against the US, and I think he has five goals in five games. So he's he's killing it. Um, Definitely. And I think another guy who's supposed to go in this draft, Simon Niemich um i think he's supposed to go like even top five uh he's also on team slovakia so they got a got a bunch of young guys um but uh that's that's it for the men so tonight we have canada versus usa the women's gold medal game uh how do you feel about that uh what are you thinking right now need the
1: stars to show up tonight i don't think i can stress that enough and they had the last couple games i will say that hillary knight's been really good the last few games but Man, you can't expect to beat the star power of Canada without your star showing up. That's all I gotta say. And I I just hope they're ready to play their play a full 60 tonight because we've seen it already in the first game they played. You cannot give Canada even a second of hope.
0: No. They will
1: pound the first period against Canada proved exactly what we talked about all the time. You can't let a good you can't just let a good team hang around, and hang around, and hang around, and hang around. You gotta you step on their the throat. throat, you gotta get that goal advantage, and they couldn't, you know, they couldn't solve the goalie. And that seems to be the running gag with the U S women's teams for this Olympic or Olympics. So at least from or the American, the American perspective, uh, I literally pretty nervous, but uh, the stars play, I think it'll be a good game again. No shootouts, please. Yeah, God, no shootouts, please. Like, God damn it. Can we not have another goals decided like that, please? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then Sarah Philly is just gonna fucking bar down in <laughs> overtime. <laughs> yeah, great. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> confident. I'm feeling a
0: lot better than I did in 2018. So, yeah, like I, it really could go either way. I just want it to be a fun game, but I, I do think Canada takes it though.
1: Yeah, we'll see if U.S. goalies up to the challenge. But, I mean. It i don't want another silver Let's put it that way and i don't think you do either no so. i don't that's why
0: that's what's what, what kind of <laughs> obviously entertaining and fun to watch and incredibly oh, nerve-wracking
1: oh yeah i, I can't wait because i got class to like nine tonight and i'm dead And i was like the games at 11 i was like yes yeah like this is great or i guess 10 my time but
0: yeah i like, think it's nine perfect. my time and then I think I'm off at ten today, so I'll probably
1: miss like the nice. first period. But oh no, you'll miss when they <laughs> outshoot them a bajillion to nothing, and they're still winning at the end of the first. <laughs> oh, that'd be great! And also, I uh, just want to make one note about the men's team, real quick, for Team USA. I don't know what they thought, but having Aaron yes. Ness and Stephen Campher as your best defenseman, <laughs> you're never winning. Oh, athlete. I thought you were going to talk about they didn't put Matt Beniers in the shootout. Oh, that too, man. <laughs> Come on, like, are you kidding me? Matt Beniers was, Matt Beniers and Matthew Nye, or Beneers and Nye's were their only forms of offense in the third period in overtime. And no, nope, we're just not going to put the kid out there with probably the slickest hands on the team. Okay, cool. That's oh, cool. Matthew Deserved Nye's.
0: Well, Matthew Nye is a Toronto prospect.
1: Now he knows how Take to play. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, for Calvin Dehan. Sorry, forgot for DeHaan. Matthew Nye is for Calvin Dehan. Half retained. Make it happen, for Kyle. Well, Make sorry. it happen, Kyle. Both Kyles, indeed. <laughs> Dude, Kyle Square.
0: Kyle Square. <laughs> <laughs> um. Again, no. Looking forward to it, and and that wouldn't have happened if Drew Camiso wasn't that he would have stopped all every all of that.
1: Yeah wish they would have started him more. But, like, I guess that's the reoccurring theme of the men's side. Just they wouldn't start their young goalies. But maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe they just didn't want to knock their confidence before they go back to junior. But, like, I don't know how you could not come yeah, I don't know. I,
0: especially Devin Levoy. Like, that guy. Devin Levo's
1: like, got, like, a 950 in college. Like, yeah. come on, guys. Didn't even give him a – did he even play a game? I don't no, even think no, he no, played a not. game. He might,
0: I think he backed up one game. But I don't even think he got a second of action, so.
1: But we got to see Pasquale be a ball. Yeah. So cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, and former um, Rockford Ice Hog Legends Matt Tompkins played. <laughs>
1: Maybe Owen Power wouldn't get 15 more points on Buffalo. Who knows? <laughs> Needed no. that veteran leadership from Jason Demers to come through. He never did. No. Unlike Canada's fucking veteran leadership, literally they just had generation, generations after generations scoring on people. Yeah, I
0: after watching this, I'll never forget. Again, I said this so many times. 2022, it'd be understandable. That the, the, the NHL didn't go, but I'll never ever forget end, no Gary, Gary Bettman for 2018. Zero fucking excuses.
1: We, we, we just got robbed of Matthews and Kane and Crosby and McDavid. Yeah. Like, that's just a fact. And I'm not going to say Ovechkin and Kucherov, because that, that will happen just because Ovechkin will be on the team. When he's 45. But, like, mm. you're we're not getting... We're not getting the generational type stuff that you should get at the Olympics. And it's pissing me off. Because, yeah. like, at this point, it's going to be McDavid and Bedard at the next one. It's not even going to be McDavid and Crosby Because Crossy will be 40. Like, looks good on you, Batman. Sucks. Looks good on you. I hope you have fun with your 5,000 arena stadium, your little playhouse, you fucking loser.
0: Oh, my God, man.
1: Jesus. <sighs> And like, I can't believe Arizona actually tweeted that and like thought they were going to get a positive reaction, and they just got ratioed <laughs> on the fucking ass. Oh my god!
0: Man, thought they were doing something.
1: Bro, <laughs> oh, like,
0: why would you brag about that?
1: Oh, we're really bragging about it. They were like, "Look at the new home," Ooh. and it's like, "Hey, at least like they have a great atmosphere on that." Right I mean, a great atmosphere, but I had all three thousand seats and all it's twenty suites and no corporate sponsors. And they're $5 profit margins. Whoa!
0: When they won't even have the center Ice logo for the Coyotes. So sad.
1: I don't know. Ladies. So sad. So sad. And anything, you know, it's the great. they're going to overcharge those tickets so much, too. because they like Who's going to want to go? <laughs> like, they're going to afford up the market. It's going to be so stupid. Like, oh, I can't they're wait not... to go see the badminton Arizona State game over a Coyotes.
0: Game. They're not, not, not going to make any money like this. <sighs>
1: For a league that's so hell-bent on, like, making a profit, this, this is just hilarious. And I get the whole thing. Oh, this is a stopgap so they can build an arena in Tempe. It's that's be a bunch of games. magic beans.
0: Yeah, we don't Jesus. know what's going to
1: work. God, they still got to work a contract. You know how long that shit takes for the city and the team to work a contract? Yeah. Like, probably three years.
0: At least. Like
1: and That's to get the contract done, get the stadium built. Oh. They have an arena in Houston that can fucking ice in an NHL team, and Batman's just like, no, we've developed too good of a fan base here with all eight thousand fans showing up a night. Like, I can't wait till they don't even sell out in the four thousand like stadium. Like, they're gonna literally sell out. Like, they're gonna it's gonna be like two thousand seats out of four thousand filled. It's gonna look like a minor leagues sport team. And I loved, I loved the San Jose Barracuda dunking on them, and being like, I think our arena's got more fans. <laughs> like, so many I people are
0: dunking that. on them. Yeah. Like God, how I many you? Ju- I know for fact the Edmonton Oil Kings, consistent on a consistent basis, have
1: almost double the oh, amount of fans. Everyone go. in Canada and uh, junior probably gets more fucking like the Seattle Thunderbirds get more than them. Like I remember going to a Thunderbirds game. There's probably like five thousand people there. Yeah. Like, the, the,
0: the Swift Current Broncos probably have more fans that show up, and their city has like less than twenty thousand people.
1: <laughs> I'm genuinely curious how many the fucking Ice Hawks get at game. Like, I bet the Ice Hawks are going to be close to what they're getting, which is pathetic, because it's Rockford. Like, oh, my God. Like, please.
0: So, unfortunately, the Zoom call crashed twice, so I thought, why not just edit off? And we've also had the same problem last podcast with the zoom call so hopefully this isn't a problem going into the future but anyways hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode we're gonna be trying our best to do a wednesday and sunday schedule but uh, as you know from past times uh usually a schedule doesn't work out when we have one planned out but we'll try our best to stick with this one so uh hope you guys enjoyed the podcast episode please give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're on Also, please give us a review if you have the time and are feeling generous. And if you only give us one star, please give us a funny review. So at least we can laugh at ourselves. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your day. And go Canada. Woo!